Yeah. yeah. Alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. Change. Here we go, yo. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome to the show. This is the place we come together just to grow. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Everything you need and a little bit more to the show. Welcome to the show. This is the place we come together just to grow to the show. Welcome to the show. Got everything you need and a little bit more. What we about living, loving, purpose. 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 What we about living. Nothing Welcome to Conversations, where we talk about life love, purpose, and leadership, all from a faith-based perspective. I'm your host, Kiani B, and today we're talking about confronting anxiety. Confronting anxiety. So for the past few weeks, it has been literally surreal, truly synonymous to a movie, where we have watched the world as we know it literally come down to its knees right before our eyes. Things that we banked on, relied on, and viewed as guarantees in life have all been shaken. And the very fabric of our nation seemed to unravel right before our eyes. We watched our president fumble over his words, and he was very scared, very overwhelmed about some of the things taking place. We watched our leaders that govern the land use their personal moral convictions and or lack thereof to guide and make decisions that impact thousands and thousands of Americans. And many would say that some of the decisions and choices that were made were not in the people's best interest and that the cost wasn't fully counted from our leaders in the choices that were made. People have been very concerned and all in rightful reasons so watching the news has become so overwhelming it's like you lose sight on what to watch and what to pay attention to between youtube videos social media and the news constantly changing every day you just get so overwhelmed you don't know what to believe you don't know what's true you don't know what to rely or depend on very very uncertain times Whether you're a believer or not, this is definitely a cause for concern. And I'm not saying that you should be scared, but I definitely believe that we should all be alert. Our economy is changing. Life as we know it is changing. And it's taking on new shapes and sizes and forms that will impact the way that we live on a daily basis. We have to create a new normal and consider what things will look like going forward. Specifically, we know what does that look like pertaining to work, you know, to our jobs, you know, how will we make money? How will we steward money having to do with banking, investments, etc.? How will our kids receive an education? You know, will school even be open back up this year? How will we assess 
uh, medical coverage and even seeing the doctor has been a totally different experience. How will we get access to the provision that we need? You know, what about the new laws being made, the new bills being passed? You know, our new ways of living, all of these things are up for concern and should really be thought through. As the country begins its phases to reopen, many are concerned, and I must admit that I am one of those people. I really believe that we're opening up prematurely and that the proper precautions and procedures have not been thoroughly reviewed to put in place to make sure that the people are safe. You know, and this is just my personal opinion. And I also understand how some are very anxious to get back to life, get back to work. You know, it's been very hard and distressing to many that have had to stay indoors and have had to be, you know, literally on lockdown <laughs> has been the verbiage that's been being used. And I know it's difficult, but I'd rather us be safe than sorry. And even though I know that the alternative to coming out now or later is still going to be the same. I mean, inevitably, we're going to have to face this thing because there's no vaccine. I really just think that the precautions to get to that safe place should really be reviewed to make sure people are well. This pandemic has caused great distress as well as brought exposure to some things because right on the other hand of us being concerned about actually getting this virus or catching this virus and it coming to our homes and family, um, we have to watch the government and our nation um, see some things that they've done that we are not too fond of. And it's brought a lot of exposure to a lot of things behind the scenes. It's almost like what's been behind the scenes has been openly displayed, you know, and what has been disappointing, surprising to some, disappointing to most, is that the heart motives of the nation have not been from a pure place and the priorities and values of what our country believes in have been openly displayed. The world has been on hold. You know, um, and some have enjoyed the time home with their family. You know, some have created new habits, wrote books, you know, new jobs and those things in place. Some have just taken this time to reorganize life. Right. On the other hand, some have been really challenged with being home. You know, some are bored, you know, um, facing and dealing with themselves in ways that they never had to before. And some simply have been dealing with loneliness. And I don't think people even really realize that for those that live alone. Social distancing is very different. You know, when you don't have a family in the house, you don't have someone to talk to and kind of walk through a process with. Some have had unsafe households, and these have been a concern to me, where you've had families that had maybe parents that dealt with substance abuse or kids that didn't quite feel safe and or domestic violence situations that have been completely amplified during this time, you know, of the pandemic where people have been forced to stay home. People have been frustrated having to deal with themselves and deal with things and face things that they hadn't had to in a while. Something I think that is very important to express in this time is compassion. Compassion has been the key word, compassion. There's been a vast amount of emotions that have been displayed and everyone's emotions are completely valid. I don't think that anyone is right or wrong. I think that everyone and the way they feel is completely fair. It's just important to be considerate and respectful to views and vantage points that we may or may not understand 
the foundation of respect goes a long, long way. I have found that people are challenged in being considerate when it has not hit their house personally. Uh, and this is unfortunate, but it's true. Everyone processes information differently, you know, and it's okay to be different in understanding that people have different backgrounds and upbringings. They see things in a different light and manner. So like I said, it's not right or wrong, but we should just be conscious of one another and be respectful of how everyone feels. If we use compassion as a rule of thumb and respect, then no one will feel violated and no barriers will be crossed with people's opinions. Everything will be honored equally. Either way, you know, this whole ordeal of this pandemic has been a complete challenge, you know, regardless um, if it's hit your house directly or not. You know, all of humanity has been under duress and everyone's faith has been challenged by everything that's gone on. With all the changes that we have seen and experienced, there has been a constant emotion amongst everyone, whether it's a fleeting feeling or a prolonged feeling in nature, and that has been anxiety. Feeling anxious of the future, feeling uneasy and nervous about what life is going to look like next. Some of the lingering questions that many people have is, you know, how will social distancing work once everyone is let back out, you know. Some people are thinking, do I even have to go back to work? I don't quite feel safe. Those that are working from home that were able to work through this pandemic, they're like, do we even have to go back into a building? You know, you told us that there was no way we can do our job without us being in the building, but we've been successfully working from home. Can we stay home? You know, what will medical in coverage, medical insurance, what will those things look like? And what will it look like if I get sick with this virus? How will I be treated? You know, what resources are there for me? Do I go to the hospital? Do I stay home and fight it? You know, when it was a stay at home order, it was a little different. But when outside opens up, what will that look like? You know, we're concerned about this new vaccine, you know, or a possible vaccine. You know, what will that look like? Will they force us to take it? Will it be something that's optional? Will our kids have to take it? And that's a really big concern for many people. These are all valid, valid questions that deserve answers. You know, whether we'll get them or not, we don't know. We just have to take it one day at a time. With everything being so up in the air, the feeling of nervousness about the unknown is completely inevitable, guys, and it is normal. So um, a little bit more about me is I am a certified life and business coach and um my psychology um, major in Liberty University was paired with Christian counseling. I have studied anxiety and I have been personally plagued by anxiety as well. So I know the feeling of the fear of the future, of being scared of tomorrow by simply not knowing what it looks like and afraid of the uncertainties. I've lived it for a very, very long time and have been recently confronted with it again, you know, with this pandemic. I think it's something that we just kind of walk through life and experience, you know, but there's some things I want to talk about to make sure that it's not something that takes over our lives, even though it's something that we may experience sometime in lives. I submit to you that it is normal to feel anxious at times. When it becomes a problem, it is when that feeling sits there when it's prolonged, when it takes residence in your life and in your mind, 
We want to always take inventory of the thoughts that take residence in our mind, what we meditate on, you know, the thoughts that we turn over and we think about over and over and over again, making sure that we are kept in a mental healthy space while processing information. So I'm a woman of faith, right? And I have a relationship with the Lord. But to be completely honest, (laughs) during this time over the past few weeks, I myself have thought that I have had this virus at least three times in my mind. And it wasn't because of me necessarily having symptoms, but it was literally my mind playing tricks on me. Because between watching the news, hearing bad news uh, personally about my own family and relatives and loved ones, and all the extra time on my hands that I had to think, hmm, you couldn't tell me that I didn't have it several times. And how I know that I didn't was because by the morning I was totally fine. (laughs) I thank God that during this time, me and my daughter have been healthy and we have stayed safe over these past seven to eight weeks. But there were times when my mind did play tricks on me and I would entertain the silent whispers of anxiety that stemmed from fear of the unknown and the what ifs. So let's address this. Let's tackle this. You know, Uh, the root of anxiety is fear. Okay. The nervousness of what we will assume will happen based on our own rationale. I'll say that again. The root of anxiety is fear. And the nervousness of what we will assume will happen based on our own rationale. It is a nervousness and an unsettling of our spirit. It is an underlying stressor that impacts our nervous system. And if it sits there prolonged, it can do several things. It can weaken our immune system and um, cause physical ailments in our body, such as heart palpitations, high blood pressure, and even chest pain. This on an extreme end could lead to heart attacks and or heart disease. Fear itself is a strong man. It is a spirit, a person, and the byproduct of fear is the spirit of anxiety. This spirit causes insecurities, doubt, worry, torment, and it can lead to depression that can ultimately lead to paralysis and meaning that you can be so afraid of tomorrow And so afraid of the uncertainty that you literally freeze, you don't move, and you could become totally unproductive in your day. In dealing with this spirit, we're going to directly combat it with the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. And we're going to exercise our faith, building that up strong as possible over the desire to fear. And what this entails is literally the battle that we have in our mind with our thoughts, because this virus has proven to be psychological just as much as it is physical. We have to make an intentional decision to not submit and bow to fear in these unprecedented moments. And I say it to me, too, because it's easier said than done, but it can be done. In times like these, when our guarantees and way of life have been shifted and challenged, we are forced to exercise a level of faith that we didn't even know that we had access to up until this point. We are exercising a trust and believing in God to not only be our savior in these times, but to be our Lord and meaning that there is total dependency on him. We have had to come to the realization that Jesus Christ is our only guarantee. He's our only constant. 
He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we acknowledge him as Savior. We thank him for saving our lives. But when we make him Lord, it's a little bit more personal. We consult with him on all of our choices and decisions before we do it. And we allow him to lead and to guide our steps, knowing that he is a loving father and he is a faithful protector. Now, what normally happens is that we do something, we move, we act. And then we ask God to come and bless that which we've already done. But because of the way things are, and we are leaning on him differently, that total dependency means, you know, God, you know, even what gas station do I go to? What supermarket do I go to? Because that's really what we've come to in order to stay safe. We anchor our soul in his love and we stand on the truth that perfect love does cast out fear. You know, I always wonder that. Why is it that love is the opposite of fear? And it's really because love covers, it keeps, it preserves. And when you believe that you are loved by him, there is a settling and a peace that comes with that. Peace is your portion as an inheritance of a son or a daughter in the body of Christ. No matter what you face, you are certain that he has it under control. He knows what's best. He's for you and you can trust that truth. So we want to confront these silent whispers of worry. Okay. We're going to acknowledge them. We're going to comb through our emotions and thoughts to get to the root of them. Once we identify the root, we're going to seek out what God has to say about it. And we're going to see what his promises prove to be true. In Isaiah 41 10, it says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So what is the alternative to worry? It's really to trust them. That's all we're left with is to trust them. The Lord gives us specific instructions in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 about how to trust him. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all of your heart. And this is the amplified version. It says, do not rely on your own insight or understanding in all of your ways and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your path. I'll say it again. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all of your heart. Not some, not half, but all. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Lean not to your own understanding. Do not be moved by what you see or bad reports. Verse six, in all of your ways, know and acknowledge him, recognize him. He will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Okay, now three things to do to silence whispers, three things specifically to do to silence whispers. The first thing we're going to do is renew our mind. We're going to be mindful of those thoughts. Remember, we're going to take inventory about what we're thinking. So what I've found is that the only way to remove bad thoughts is to replace them with good thoughts. Okay. And so we want to have special times of devotion 
special times of devotion. Now, I would always recommend that you have devotion daily. And some would say you definitely should have it in the morning, which I completely understand. I think that having devotion in the morning sets the tone for your day and allows you to be better prepared and equipped for whatever is thrown at you or comes during the day. I personally am a night owl. I'm always up late at night. And for me, devotion for me is more effective at night in any way. Make sure you have time with him. Make sure that you're renewing your mind, that you're listening to worship, that you're reading the word, that you are replacing those negative thoughts with his truths so that you can combat those whispers. So the first thing you do is renew your mind. The second thing you do is meditate on the promise. You acknowledge the truth that you're worried, right? And you already acknowledge that, you know, what it was that caused you to be worried when you identified the root of that worry. What you do now is that you've already found the scripture or the word about how you're feeling and about his truth. Now you make that your final authority and you meditate on that. So you're meditating on the word of God. You're specifically meditating on scriptures that combat those worries and those fears specifically that combat that. So if you're dealing with fear, you should be looking up scriptures that have to do with God says about fear. If you're dealing with fear of provision, you should look up scriptures that have to do with fear of provision. You know, the Bible says, according to his riches and glory that he supplies what you need. So you want to look the specific scripture up. And meditate on that truth, making that your final authority, meditating on his promises. And number three, you want to pray without ceasing. Praying is a love language. Praying is a dialogue, not just a monologue. It brings an intimacy and a closeness between you and the father. It empowers you. It strengthens you. It gives you understanding and peace. It provides revelation and insight about the future. And it puts things in motion when you speak it out of your mouth because God has given you dominion, power, and authority. You can call things that are not as though they are. It is an exercise of your faith. And it gives you a resolute position and an understanding that the word of the Lord is true. Take time in prayer and vent your heart to God. Be completely honest with him. He knows anyway, right? Your thoughts before you even think it. But it's important for you to say it because when you say it, you humble yourself and you bring yourself to the posture of being a child of the king. So we're getting ready to wrap this up. And our three points to confront those silent whispers are to renew your mind, meditate on the promise and pray without ceasing. We are in very unprecedented times and life as we know it is very, very different. Even when we don't know what will happen next, what we do know is the mercies of God are tangible to us because we believe he is trustworthy, he is faithful, and he is sovereign. And sovereign, guys, meaning he is all inclusive, nothing left out. The last scripture I want to read to you is the one where God gives us instruction on what to do when we're feeling anxious, right? Because that's what this was all about. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, 
by prayer and petition, two separate things, prayer and petition with thanksgiving. That means with the right attitude and heart posture. It says present your requests to God and the peace of God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding, all human emotion, all intellect will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious about anything in every situation. Doesn't matter what it is or what you face with prayer and petition, present your request to him. And when you do that, when you do that, his peace that transcends all understanding that he freely makes available to us, it will guard our hearts and our minds in Jesus name. So you guys, I want to, um, this time I'm going to actually pray over you. I really, uh, want to pray and cover those that hear this. So I'm just going to say a short prayer and then we'll close out. So God, I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice. And I thank you, Lord, that everything that concerns them concerns you. I thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to your promises and that you'll never leave us nor forsake us, that you are an ever present help in the time of trouble. And when things change and shift, we can trust and depend on you. You said in your word in Psalm 56, 3. It says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you because you are faithful and you never change. God, I ask that each and every person that can hear my voice, I ask that you invade their homes with your presence. And I ask God that you give them peace that surpasses all understanding. I speak against the spirit of anxiety and fear and I take authority over it with the power of Jesus Christ in the power of Jesus Christ and declare them free in their mind, free in their heart, free in their spirit. I bind the spirit of anxiety, fear, depression, heaviness and insanity off these people in the name of Jesus and declare that their minds be in Christ and declare that their thoughts be in Christ. God, I pray for strength. I pray for a developing of new faith. I pray for a developing father of fresh new thinking in this season. God, I pray God that we would lean on you, hold to you and look to the hills from which cometh our help, knowing that our help cometh from you. God, you said you are a water to those that diligently seek you and I pray God that even in these times God that you would get glory and that even in these times God when people don't know where to turn that they will know that you're the loving father that will uphold them that will keep them that answers prayer and that will take care of them father I ask for your mercies and your grace to extend to every household in the name of Jesus let them be blessed let them feel your love and your comfort and give and supply to them everything they need in this season that they would lack nothing and be deficient in nothing in the name of Jesus we ask you all these things and believe it to be so amen I thank you guys for hanging out with me and to stay connected with me go ahead and text these words to 31996 text purpose to impact that's the word purpose to impact to 31996 
I look forward to connecting with you and talk to you next time.